to do this. All right, um, so, so, so we're going to go right into the word, uh, spending time. All right, um, we, we're going to start uh, with a memory verse uh, from our master life, uh, John 15 and 7, and I'm going to be reading from the King James Version, John 15 and 7. Uh, if ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. May the Lord bless the readers, hearers, and doers of his word. Amen. So as I mentioned, today I'm going to speak from a topic and on the subject, spending time. Because the, the scripture says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you. See, these two things are linked. These two things are linked. If you connect with me, you have to connect with my word. In John 15 and 5, and, and I, I know that this is, as pastors say, audible, but uh, John 15 5, it says, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. So again, if you spend time with me and my word, ask what you will, and it shall be done to you. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will be living in manifestation. See, because abide literally uh, means stay and remain. So if you stay with me and remain with me, if my words stay and remain in you, ask whatever you will. Now, Pastor stated yesterday in our morning Bible school that we have to stay in Christ. We can't come to visit. To abide in the Lord means that we always receive, we always believe, and we always trust that Jesus is all we need. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. See, I'm, I'm thankful for this opportunity to share with y'all in January 2024 because it gave me a chance to truly reflect on 2023. Wednesday night uh, during our midweek uh, service, uh, Pastor Mel was getting a little emotional for those who were here, and she reflected on the ongoing journey that her and Pastor Keith shared here at As Christian Center Church and everything that was manifested. She was looking around and, and thinking about all the manifestations uh, that she's seen here just in the sanctuary. She pointed at that little table right there and just, just got emotional. Imagine getting emotional over a, a table, but she saw what that table meant and what it bring and where it came from and what it's doing now. See, that table right there may have been her whole desk at one point in time. Now she get the rest of the drink on it doing in the sanctuary. All right, see, see, she looked at heirs and the trust and faith that her and Pastor Keith had when the Lord said, go. They listened to that still, small voice of God. They picked up the breadcrumbs and they spent time with God. 
So in 2023, we ask God for a lot of stuff. Can, can, can any of y'all count the number of hours that you spent with God? How much time did we spend at the altar? So I just want to let y'all know a, a, a little of the things that I know from 2023. I know in 2023, we got a minimum of 52 messages, 52 weeks in a year. I know we got a minimum of 24 messages during fast week. I know we received 50 messages or more from discipleship trainings. I know that there's been another 200 to 300 lessons and connections from the morning fellowships, the Friday fellowships, and the senior Bible studies. I know if you served in any ministry, single, married, children, youth, any ministries, you spent time with God's Word. Our worship team, as y'all see, sets the atmosphere every Sunday. But did y'all know that between every song, they share scripture? So that's approximately 300 plus scriptures between Wednesday and Sunday worships for us to spend time with God's Word. And if you've been a part of anything it is, any fellowships, any meetings, I know that we prayed when we started the meeting and we prayed at the end of the meeting. And when the Spirit hit, we prayed right in between the meeting. Amen? So whatever we're doing, amen, we know we're going to give God time. And so we also have to count the times that we fellowship outside of airs, the women's conferences, the men's fishing trip, the meetings uh, uh, with friends and family at their homes, the lunches, the dinners. How many times did we look at videos, social media, and not to mention our encounters with other ministries and other preachers, just listening to sermons online? on TV, social media, listening to sermons that Pastor Keith shared. How many of y'all been to altar calls, prayer calls, personal calls, group calls? And these are the things I know. See, I read an ad that said consistently, if we consistently do something, or consistency consistently is like a muscle. The more you use it, the stronger it gets. Consistency is like a muscle. We have to strengthen our muscles. So, so if you are a note taker, how many of y'all note takers? <laughs> if you are a note taker, this based on the number of fellowships and messages, you should have hundreds of pages of notes. Hundreds of pages. And, and I shared all that to say, we had many opportunities to abide in him to have his word abide in us. So the question is, where are we spending our time? Or are we spending our time? I, I shared this with uh, Sister uh, Rhonda when we was over at the jails. And um, I said, God put it on my heart that we spending a whole lot of time. She said, yeah, we spending time. I know spending. We just watching time pass and we're not really connected. We show up, but we're not in. See, one of the things I shared with Pastor Keith is living in manifestation is, is the vision a part of heirs. We actually live in the manifestation, manifestation with heirs. Some of y'all have trouble with that word too. Stop looking at me. 
So, so, so equipping heirs for the kingdom of God is part of that living in manifestation. We are truly equipping heirs for the kingdom of God. If you ever dialed in on a morning call, if you ever came to a fast week, if you go to the senior Bible study, listen to the comments on Wednesday night, girl talk, guy talk, the manifestations are endless. We're equipping heirs for the kingdom of God. And I know without a shadow of doubt that everybody in heirs can stand on this platform right now and share a word from God. And, I don't, and, and don't forget our one-on-one time with God, right? How many of y'all spend time with God alone? Amen. Amen. So the, the, the question still remains, how do we spend our time? Are we spending time? Are we going through the motions? Last week, Pastor Keith shared during the uh, Purpose and Vision workshop that there's time, times, and timing. So this morning, we're going to talk about spin, spin, and spending time. So the spin, S-P-I-N, when we spin something, it's turning. And if we spin a basketball on our fingers, Gravity sets in, and then the basketball falls, so you have to keep hitting it in order for it to keep moving. So spending time requires a repetition for that moment. We have to keep putting our hands on it for it to keep moving. And I hear Sister Trina saying, we can't keep putting our hands on it. She always tells us that. Y'all can't keep putting your hands on it. And James uh, 4 and 3 in the NIV says, when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with motives that may spend what, what you get on your pleasures. That you may spend what you get on your pleasures. It says, when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives. That you may spend what you get on your pleasures. So are we spending time with God with a con man mentality? We're spending time. We're making it look like we're all in. We make it look like we're abiding because in our minds we're thinking we're abiding. But we're just going through the motions, not seeking the presence of God. It can't be unto you without it being unto him. Are we showing up for the wrong reason? And again, yesterday we talked in Bible school that we can be in a situation playing church and not even know it. So, so, so I'm going to say this part slow. I wrote that down. Say this part slow. Hopefully with enough clarification so don't nobody go back and tell the pastors that Minister Dr. James said, don't go to Bible study. Not what I'm saying. I said when we spend time, we abide in him and his words abide in us. So are we asking with the right motives in our service, is our services habitual, routines, and without focus? Are we looking for manifestation without abiding? Our uh, one free flow Friday, uh, and that's our, during our 6 to 8 a.m. Bible uh, study, on a Friday, that's where the free flow comes because the leader of that particular day gets to pick a, a topic that they want. And so on, on one Friday, a couple of weeks ago, Sister Zipporah spoke about habits. 
our habits. We want good habits. See, we want good habits. We want delayed learning, but we don't want to get complacent. We don't want our relationship with God to be routine. We don't want to go through the motions. We don't want to stop abiding. We don't want to be spending time. We want to be spending time. Pastor shared on yesterday also that let's get to a place where it's a lifestyle to abide in Christ. So we're not looking for recognition doing what we're supposed to be doing. Look at me, I'm praising the Lord. As opposed to she praising the Lord. Don't look at me, I'm looking at God. Sister Benicia, well, yeah, there you go, you shared that on the morning call that we have to embrace 2024 vision, living in manifestation, but we don't want our living in manifestation to stop us from continuing to plant seeds to manifest, and we don't want to think we arrive just because we're living in manifestation. How will we spend our time? All right, turn with me to Isaiah 55 and 2. Isaiah 55 and 2. And I, I'm going to read from the Amplified Amp C, as Pastor Mel would say. Excuse me. Why do you spend your money for which is not bread? And earnings what, what, for what does not satisfy? It says, hearken diligently to me and eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in fatness, the profuse, profuseness of spiritual joy. Why do we spend our money for that which is not bread? How many of us are spending time on stuff that can't be manifested? There's always spend time, basically using our time as currency. We use time spent with God as a spiritual currency. We're putting out our time out, and there's expected to be an exchange. My, my, my brother Louis, he said that we be bothering with God. He said, like, yeah, we be bothering with God. God, do this, and I'll do this. But not only our time, we're exchanging our prayers like currency. We're exchanging our service like currency. And the only time we go to God is because we want something to manifest. The word doesn't abide in us. The word doesn't live in us. We know the word, but it's the currency exchange. It's a currency exchange. I remember being stationed in the Philippines, and we had to take the U.S. dollar and convert it to pesos to be able to spend it out in the community. So why are we going through the motions with spiritual time currency? We're in a place, but we're not abiding in the word. We're spending money, but we're not getting the word. Instead, we're looking for aha moments. We're not letting the word abide in us, so we're never satisfied with what we earn from being in the presence of God. How can we not be satisfied with being in God's presence? Uh, Sister Renee, uh, remember you stated during fast week, she said she felt she was operating sometimes on church credit. Remember that? <laughs> and, and, and we laugh 
But some of us operate like that. We operate with service credit, prayer credit, time credit. We operate on a mindset of reasonable service, as as Romans 12 and, and 1 says. But why do we spend time, currency, on something that's not going to fill us up or on something that is not the bread of life? Luke 14 and 28 always tells us to consider the cost. We stored up all this spiritual currency, but not getting the manifestation because our earnings don't satisfy us because the currency didn't come from the spiritual bank. We weren't abiding in him. And the word wasn't abiding in us. We weren't living in the vision God, of God as pastor shared on Wednesday. We were just visiting It says, hearken diligently to me and eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in fatness. A friend of mine, uh, Patricia, she posted on uh, social media. She said, the biggest difference between money and time is you always know how much money you got. But you don't know how much time. We must hearken, listen with the intent to obey and eat good in God's presence to achieve true spiritual joy. Now, now, now this comes with the last spin I'm getting ready to discuss. Now, 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 this last spin is what the scripture says in regard to abiding with our time. We abide in him. His words abide in us. If we ask what we will, it will be given. This morning during class, um, when we was reading that scripture, it start, the first word of the scripture starts with if. If we abide. What does if mean? It means we have a choice. So if we're not doing what we're supposed to do, if we're not abiding, then we're not doing what we're supposed to do. See, now the last scripture, again, it says, in regards to abiding time, we abide in him. The word never departs from our mouths, as it says in Joshua 1 and 8. See, this is where we focus on God and not people. This is where we focus on God and not the group, not the stuff. We spend time listening to God, hearing the still small voice, picking up on the breadcrumbs, enjoying the fellowships, enjoying the ministry. We have great habits, but but we don't want to get into that routine. I'm not rolling over from my bed uh, uh, at 10 o'clock in the morning to get a God talk. I'm expecting to hear from God, not just from the fellas. I'm truly looking to receive and hear from God. There's no spinning. I'm actually spending time in the presence of God. Uh, Our memory verse for this week, Matthew 6, 33, am I right? All right, anybody know it? But seek ye first. Now, but in the midst of all that mumbling, what they said was, (laughs) but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all things shall be added. All these things. See, one thing I I told Jeanette, if you miss a word it is, they're going to correct you. All these things, 
all these things. And, and, and I, I remember being on one uh, fellowship. It's important that because missing one word can change the whole meaning of what we're supposed to do. So we have to appreciate that correction. That's why the memory verses are important as is, because if you're sharing with somebody, you want to share what God's saying, not what you're saying. Because sometimes we take, take a, a, a word out and it shifts. Because even with that, if I say all things, and I'm not talking about the things that were manifested from God, say all these things is what's important. So if we're seeking God first, if we are abiding in Christ, and we are living in a manifestation, which is the church vision for 2024, God did not create us to see what might happen in our lives. He created us with an eternal purpose. Uh, John 14, 9 and 11, it says, If you have seen me, you have seen my Father and the works of my Father, what I have come to do. See, Jesus has to be our all in all. Our all through all. He must live in our lives. He must be all in everything we do in our lives. If we understand this, then we have the correct focus on spending time so that we can manifest all of our actions so that Jesus is our all in all. The activity of every child of God is to manifest the life of Jesus. To abide in Christ, we must do this in our homes, we must do this at our jobs, we must do it in our communities, and we have to spend time with our Father to develop our character until Jesus is our all in all. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians, and we're going to go to chapter 10. And we're going to be reading verse 23 and 24. And again, I'll be reading from the Amplified. Amp C, I'm sorry. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 24, 23 and 24. And it says, all things are legitimate, permissible, and we are free to do anything we please. But all things, but not all things, are helpful, expedient, profitable, and wholesome. All things are legitimate, but not all things are constructive to character and edifying to, spirit, to a spiritual life. It says, let no one then seek his own good and advantage and profit, but rather each one of one of the other, let him seek the welfare of his neighbor. Sometimes we find ourselves spending time with the permissible things as opposed to the profitable things. Let me say that again. See, sometimes we spend time with what's permissible as opposed to what's profitable. That goes back down to that choice. It says, Pastor Shed, we have to be mindful of the view from our eyes, which is access to certain things. Someone else is giving an opinion based on how they see things. They don't have to be in, they don't have the inside information of what we are carrying, so the legitimate may not be constructive to your character. Is it construction 
constructive to your character? Does it line up with the word? What are we truly thinking when we do stuff? When we catch ourselves in a situation we know we're not supposed to be in, what are we doing? So we find ourselves spending time looking for justification. We are edifying, but not toward the spiritual life. We spend in looking for a way to advance ourselves and not the word of God. We're looking for a way to advance ourselves and not God's kingdom. Let's go to Psalms 42, uh, 1, 2, 3. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to read this from the message version because it gives us a uh, uh, good clarity. Psalms 42, 1 through 3. And it reads, a white-tailed deer drinks from the creek. I want to drink God, deep drafts of God. I'm thirsty for God alive. I wonder, will I ever make it? Arrive and drink in God's presence? I'm on a diet of tears. Tears for breakfast, tears for supper. All day long, people knock at my door, pestering, where is this God of yours? Think about how people see you. And you're constantly crying, you're constantly in tears, you're constantly upset, you're constantly going through, and we want them to come to our kingdom. We want them to come to the kingdom of God, but what they see in you does not reflect what we should be doing with God. Why am I coming to you if you always upset? If you always got an attitude, you always going through something. We make the same salary, but I'm living good and you're credit 400. I threw that in for Josh. All right, because he'd he be helping the people fix that credit. Um, so, so, so think about it. It tells you right here, I'm thirsty for God a lot. We're thirsty for God. We're thirsty for God. And, and how many of y'all ever wondered, are you going to make it in? If we manifest them, we should see God in everything we do. And, and again, if, if we ever wonder if we're going to make it in, are we going to make it in? The question is, are we all in? Are we all in? Now, we're studying the book Abide in Christ in Bible school, and it says when we're spending time with God, we are immersed in God, consumed with God. We don't worry about our circumstances because then we worry about me in the situation and not God in the situation. It says, where is, is this God of yours? Where is this God of yours? I don't see it on you. You, you ever get around somebody and you just feel their aura of God coming off of them, their presence? You know, everything they're going through. Um, I, I, I gave Brother David a hug and I said, you're a mighty man of God. I see it in you. Brother Ed, I see it in you. I feel it on you. When I come in your presence, I feel something. And of course, tied with that power. <laughs> Whew. Where is this God of yours? 
We have to stop wondering and embrace his presence now. Drink with him right now. Drink with him now. No one should be wondering because they see God all over you. What, what, what does it look like to spend time with God? What does it look like to spend time with God? All right, turn with me to Mark 1 and 35. Mark 1, 35. And I'm going to read from the King James Version. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Mark 1 and 35 in the King James Version. And it says, And in the morning, rising up a great while before the day, he went out and departed into solitary place and there prayed. And in the morning, rising up a great while before the day, he went out and departed in solitary place and there prayed. See, we have to prepare before we walk out the door. Are we getting on the 5 a.m. prayer call or the 6 a.m. Bible study just to tell folk we on? Are we truly looking for a connection with God? Did we connect with God before we got on the call so that we can bring the presence of God? Do we feel bad that we missed the fellowship and not the message? And again, Pastor Keith said uh, uh, a couple of Sundays ago, he said that some of us miss service and say we're going to go back and listen to the tape. Y'all ever do that? I'm going to go listen to the tape. Then next Sunday run around, we ain't listened to the tape yet. And then something going on in our lives and we say, oh, man, I wish I had a word for that. And we missed that word because we didn't go back and listen to the tape or we wasn't there. No pressure. It's not what I'm saying that for. I'm saying that because we going through something not knowing it was shared that night before. And we upset we missed the service or the message because the message is still available. You still have time to abide. How should we abide with God? Turn with me to Colossians 3.17. Colossians 3.17. Let me check with Minister Lamar. I say that right. All right. Thank you. Thank you. He's he my biblical expert. And, and I'm, I'm going to read from the amp. And, and it says, whatever you do, no matter what it is, I'm going to pause there for a second. Whatever you do, no matter what it is. Somebody say, whatever you do, no matter what it is. Amen. In word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. Giving thanks to God the Father through him. Giving thanks to God the Father through him. Giving thanks to God the Father through him. And Pastor Mel shared on one of the calls that this was one of our favorite scriptures. And I think this was Sister Rhonda that shared on a Free Fall Friday that everybody gave out a favorite scripture. Um, and she said that's one of our favorite because during that, that, Mormon Bible, that morning Bible 
uh, call. She said that no matter what we do in any situation or circumstance, we need to do it in the name of Jesus. My queen, Jeanette, she said if we spend time with God, abiding in him becomes our default. If you spend the time with God, it becomes a default. You're just reaching back that, again, as Pastor said, we're not trying to get people to say, hey, I, I, I went to this, I went to that, I went to that. You're doing it because you're doing it for God. You're doing it so you can abide in his presence. You're doing it so that when you come across a situation, you don't have to guess where you're going to look. Uh, we were talking this, this morning, Sister Shonda uh, asked a, a, a question about you know, making sure that we're, we're aligned with the scripture. So if it doesn't give you the answer you're looking for, you go, you keep looking. You, you, God's, the Holy Spirit's going to reveal something to you. It, it says if you ask, it will be given unto you. But we have to stay in his word. We have to stay connected. The Holy Spirit is the conduit to that word. All right, turn with me to 1 Kings 19, 11 to 12. 1 Kings 19, 11 to 12. And now we, we really get into that spending time with God. Spending time with God. That's the S-P-E-N-D, not the S-P-I-N. We're not spending time anymore. We're spending time. We're not in control of anything. God's in control of everything. In 1 Kings 19, 11, it says, And he said, Go out and stand on the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind rent the mountains and broke in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a sound of gentle stillness. That sound right there. A still, small voice. See, when we build in relationships, it's important for us to put time into them. We will do a bunch of stuff to nurture relationships. Our parents, we like to nurture our children play with our children, discipline our children. We want to give them all the insight required for them to deal with life. Even if we, at the stage where we're trying to find someone in a relationship, a husband or wife, or even develop friendships, we have to meet up, talk, go for walks. We have to remember that relationships take time, lots of time. A relationship with God takes time. Lots of time. And as you're seeing, I list a whole bunch of opportunities we have to spend time. It's not a lack of opportunity of time. So, but if we're honest in building relationships, we also know that relationships require a lot of listening. How do we develop a relationship with God? For some, it may be a little different, but it really truly has a lot of similarities. We can't see God, but we can feel his presence. God is listening. He's listening. It is somewhere that we may have all struggled with. 
We, a lot of us have struggled with listening. We listen and oftentimes we don't even hear. We listening, but we're missing ingredients in our families and in our marriages. Some families love to yell and threaten and manipulate, withdraw, but few love to listen. In some instances, the media, social media, have created, created platforms that don't require a lot of active listening. How many of us are truly, really, 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 really good listeners? How many listen with your own understanding? We listen with the answers. We listen to God with the answers. See, 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 see we need to listen with our times with God. When we spend time with God, we need to listen. God speaks not with, with this big, gigantic microphone. He's not screaming at you. He speaks with a still, small voice. That's something that Elijah discovered. God wasn't speaking in the thunder. He wasn't speaking in an earthquake. He wasn't speaking in a fire. He, he, and he doesn't speak to us that way now either. See, see, some of us are waiting on that boom, and we miss the whisper. See, Pastor Keith said in the workshop that there are breadcrumbs. See, if, if, if we're picking up all the little stuff that's happening to us, and we're building upon that, that, those things that now your breadcrumb have become a cake. Anybody have a crumb cake before? Ha <laughs> ha. But some of us never picked up the breadcrumbs. Uh, we had a discussion, I believe it was on Monday, on, during one of the morning calls about the remnants and the remnants that's being formed. And the sound of the gentle and stillness, that still small voice, those remnants. And I believe it was Sister Karen that really talked about the remnants. Pastor Keith has shared about the remnants, and that was something that stuck out to her about the remnants. We have to pick up on that stuff. We can't leave it out there. We can't just be spending time without really trying to grasp that word, without forgetting ourselves and actually spending time with God. You can join every ministry of theirs and not get nothing if you ain't doing it with the mindset that you're trying to hear from God. You can just show up, and we'll see you. You'll get your attaboy, your pat on your back, but you'll walk out with the same situation you're in. Complain there ain't nothing manifest for you in 2024. It's only January. Because we're not abiding. And really, our manifestation is the seeds that we planted in 2023. We should be walking in them now. We had over a thousand opportunities. I counted them all for us. I know. All right, let's go to Ephesians 1, 17 and 18. And I'm, I'm almost done. I know y'all like, Pastor here, he's going to get out early, right? I heard some of y'all. I heard that in a still, small voice. <laughs> uh, Ephesians 1, uh, 17 and 18. And it says that the God of our Lord Jesus, and I'm reading from the New King James Version, not that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. 
See, a lot of us spend a lot of time tweaking stuff that God give us. He gives us a, le- a, re- a revelation uh, with the spiritual wisdom and revelation, the knowledge of him, but we tweak it just a little bit because it don't fit what we want at that time. How we put our spin on everything, but we're still expecting the, the God results. We have to listen with our eyes sometimes too. God already showed you the outcome. He showed you your calling, but did we listen with our eyes? Did, 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 did we have faith in our heart? We will know them by their fruit. So that's why you have to listen with your eyes. You can see some things. You can see things that have manifested. You can see the glory of God on that man of God right there. We have to listen with our eyes. Sometimes we hear with our eyes when we see something not lying up. We have to also pay attention to the things that lined up. The manifestation is the things we see. If we see it, if we can, can, can live in it. All right, this is the last scripture I might have, and then, then we'll, we'll close. Well, maybe two. It says uh, Psalms uh, 42, and two, 42 and 2, in the King James Version, I'll, I'll read it. It says, my soul thirsted for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My soul thirsted for God. That means we thirsty. I know that was a thing that sometimes we look at that as neck, but I'm thirsty for God. I'm not thirsty for the world. I'm thirsty for God. Are you thirsty? Are you longing to be in his presence? I'm thirsty for God. I'm thirsty for God. You know, uh, uh, morning call, I think what Sister Rhonda said, it lines up with the word, but not the word. And, and I, I wrote that down somewhere. Um, and it said it lines up with the word, but it's not the word. And that's where we, I think we manipulate words sometimes. And, and Pastor Mel said, embrace the whole word of God. Living in the manifestation, we have to trust God. All right, during college and, and, and career, we talked about stimulated obedience, going through the motions. We can't go through the motions when we're connecting with God. You know, so if you find yourself uber busy, uber mean a lot, right? Uber busy, right? Not that I'm driving it right now, but I'm saying uber busy. If you find yourself uber busy, meaning that you upset that you got to be at that meeting at the church, or you upset that you had to get up and get on the call, or it, it's a challenge for you to do the things of God, reevaluate. Because you're not coming with the right spirit. You're not coming to receive. Because right? we definitely don't want to hear the nonsense. Well, I don't. I won't. I'll call it out. Then I'm the mean James. <laughs> no. We can't sit around listening and hearing nonsense. So prayed up. Now, now hear, hear me. You may need to get on that call to receive something, even when you're coming with the attitude and with the funk. But at a certain point of that call or that situation, you have to tap into God and say, God, relieve me of these feelings, of these thoughts, of this situation. Just relieve me. I, my sister and my, my family, we going through something with, with, with uh, my mom putting her, uh, she wants to get be on her own at 86. And, and uh, we got Lister coming. She's in the right mind. She has all faculties, thank God. 
and she wants to be on her own because she lived with my sister, lived with my brother, lived with me. And she said that she never felt like it was her own. And one of my older sisters, she just can't feel that right now. So we have our siblings call every month, so month and she said, well, I'm not getting on the call no more, blah, 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 blah. That's all I heard after she said, I ain't getting on the call no more. Because, but I, I shared with her that we have to honor our mom's wishes, but we also cre can create an environment where she's good. All right? And she said she just wants God to deal with her so that she can receive. And some of us have to do that too. When we're getting up in that funk and we're in that situation, say, God, deal with me. Position me so that I can deal with this situation and have the right words for it. All right, and, and the last, this is truly the last scripture, not the last of the last. This is the last scripture from the last scripture. And it's Psalms 138, 1 through 3. Psalms 138, verse 1 through 3. And, and um, I'm going to read from the message version. Thank you. Everything in me says thank you. Angels, listen as I sing my thanks. I kneel in worship, facing your holy temple, and I say again, thank you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your faithfulness. Most holy is your name. Most holy is your word. The moment I called out, you stepped in, and you made my life large with strength. Thank you. Let's, let's get to the place as we're living in manifestation for 2024 where we can just say thank you. Thank you. We ask God for a lot of stuff in 2023. And a lot of those things have been manifested. A lot of those things have just took a step forward. You know, I look at the relationship I shared with my son. My, my, my prayer in the beginning of the year is that God connect me with my son that I haven't heard from in years. And I texted him and he responded. He responded right now, but he responded. So from zero connection to a response, I didn't ask God how I wanted to connect. <laughs> I said, God, connect. And God connected just to let me know he's okay. So living large, living large on his strength. We have to say that I'm healed, I'm walking in manifestation, and I'm not looking back. I, uh, Sister Jeanette and I had a conversation uh, driving uh, to church uh, a couple weeks ago, and she was sharing with me that, you know, and I hope some of the things that she went through in her childhood, blah, 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 blah. That's what I heard. <laughs> and, 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 and basically, because I said, babe, we can't look back. When you look back, some of the things God has manifested for you is going to get a hold on you, and you're going to see yourself back in that situation. That's going to take presence over where you are right now. Not that it don't matter. She said, well, when, when should we talk about this stuff then? You know, rocking the head. So when should I talk about this? I said, I said hey, you, God's going to position you when you need to talk about it. I, I think we call that a testimony. 
I think we call that pouring into somebody else is going through so they can see that you've been through it and you got through it. God did it for you, so he's going to do it for me. We can't look back. Too many of us are telling the story of where we came from and not living where you are. Let's operate. We can't just say we're living in manifestation without living in manifestation. And what Pastor say? Manifestation of manifestation. Think about this. What are we really truly doing? We can't keep looking back. If I'm healed, I'm walking in manifestation, I'm not looking back. And as Jeanette, you said living in, in right, living in manifestation becomes our default. See, I'm not only thanking in advance, I'm thanking him now. God restored some things. And, and connect, Jeanette and, and I, we continue to go deep in our relationship. Yeah, 27, 28 years. It's one or the other. I, I figure I mentioned them both, so I ain't trouble. But, but again, that don't mean we arrive. We're not dead. We have to still pour into this thing. I, I, I'm thanking them now so that no one in here can tell me that God didn't do something for you in 2023. Nobody in here can tell us. So let's, let's be mindful of not spending time just going through the motions. We can't just go through the motions. We have to connect. We have to connect. We have to tap in. We have to truly say, if ye abide in me, and my words, anybody notice I had an S on it? My words, that's how we taught our daughter when they were speaking, like, Put that S on it. Make sure they put the S on that word. If ye abide in me and that connection, it's a connection, and your words abide in, in you, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. And as we always say, there's certain things we have to do for it to manifest. We can't expect the manifestation without putting in the work. Amen? All right, that's all I have this morning. Amen. Amen.